0: TheYeshiva.net V'hinei b'shmini atzeres, right? you with me, the line starts at Ayim re page 34, uh, below the middle of the page. So we have Nisach HaMayim, Nisach hayayin. You remember the difference, there's the pouring of the wine, there's the pouring of the water. Pouring of the wine is a whole year, pouring of the water is on Sukkot, and it created a tremendous simcha. Yaakov Avinu pours wine, water into the wine that he gives to Yitzchak to access a deeper bracha, because we have here two different experiences, Mayim and Yayin. mayim represents the chaysem boilot, the protruded seal, and Mayim represents the recessed chaysem. Nisucha Mayim in a way, is deeper than Nisucha HaYayin. Ah, a whole sukkah you're pouring water. You're pouring water. What happens on Shmini Yatzeres? You start saying Geshem. Moirid HaGeshem. He starts descending the rain. See what happens here? This is Lintar HaShamayim Tishtamayim. You have been pouring water a whole sukkah. And now Shmini Yatzeres is Moirid HaGeshem. This is the Mayin Nukven that brings the Mayin Dukhren, the feminine waters that arouse the masculine flow. This is the masculine waters flowing from above, that the full expression of the divine infinite energy should be entrenched in the neshamas of the Jewish people in the deepest form, and the deal here is giluyerin stuff, because we're dealing here with mayim. Remember, the valley below brings forth the mountain above. The recessed seal below. When I take the recessed seal and I put put it on the on the wax, what comes out? It protrudes. It sticks out. So it's always in the reverse. <laughs> So therefore, the mayim below creates the har above. It creates the gilui, the revelation above without levushim. Because when there's a shkia, when there's a sense of shkia in the sense of shikeya, uh, indented, recessed in the Yisarusa Asata, when the Yisarusa is aish, then it creates an Yisarusa that is, that is a shaykeya. My boylet creates a shaykeya. But when this Harusot al is one of mayim, in other words, not a chaysem boylet, but a chaysem shaykeya, so then this Harusot al that's created is a gili of chaysem boylet without any levushim ha-mastirim, without any garments that eclipse. So He says, Shemini is the moited Hagesham. Valzen nemar. This is pshat lemetar hashamayim tishda mayim to the rain of heaven. Will Eretz Yisrael drink water? Shekedeila ham shechamshalcha zu The metar Shamayim b'shpeishmi niatzerus. Who are they? Nishe hashamayim b'chagasukus. Doesn't say mim tar hashamayim. It says lim tar hashamayim. You first give the water, which then comes forth and comes back and reciprocates. There is a res- reciprocal relationship. Where the water comes down to the person, the metara shamayim. You have the nisachamayim of sukkahs, which brings the geshem of sheminiyat A man pours his friend, so he then pours back to him. This is the meaning of the pas. This will give us a, havana, a deeper avonah. In the Pasuk in Micha, we often say this Pasuk, this Pasuk is associated, uh, we say it also in Tashlech, Mikel Kel kamoicha, we say it also at the end of Mafti Yoyne, uh, Yom Kippur, Efti Mincha, Who is a God like you, Noisei Avon, carry sins, over Al Pesha, forgo sins, L'Sha'aris Nachalosa, for the remainder of his inheritance. L'Sha'aris <coughs> is from the word Sha'ar, the leftovers, the remainder, Nachalosa of his nachala. This is a possek by the Novi Michal. Amru Razal Pedek Bezir Risheshonah. Come the Chazal, and in the second Pedek of Mesechis Zayin. They say, the Pirish Lisha'iris. The meaning of the word Sha'iris, what's Pshat Lisha'iris nachalasa? They say, Lisha'iris means, Lemisha Mesem Atzmai Kishirayim. Somebody who makes himself like Sharaim. Sharaim means leftovers. What does this mean? You have two attitudes. One ta- Sometimes a person's attitude is, why you? Another attitude is, why me? That's, atzmeke shirayim. one attitude is, when I have leftovers, then I'll give you something. I'll throw you a bone. In other words, you'll get the shirayim. Another attitude is, shirayim. the person really could integrate with other people and empathize with other people that he could actually give himself the shirayim, make himself the shirayim. Make himself left over. What does this mean? What does this mean? It says, so we first have to explain one inyin. In the early works of Kabbalah, the spheroids begin with you have, you have Kesar, you have Chachma, you have Bina. But then you have, when you get to the emotions, you have Gdula gvura tiferes gagas. Haynu shamidas chazli is baruch nigrushen Gdula. Hashem's chesed is defined as Gdula. Rak beitz chayim. When it comes to the ariza in the sefer etz chayim Niskra hakol chagas, he changed it from gagas to chagas, from Gdula gvura tiferes to chesed gvura tiferes. Shenikra hamidah b'shem chesed. Ube posik siv gamke. If you go back to the Tanakh, when the Pasuk enumerates the Midas, in Divrei Hayam we say it every day, the Pasuk says, Lecha Hashem HaGdula, VaHagvura, VaHatif Erez, VaHaneitzah, VaHoit, it doesn't say, Lecha Hashem HaChesed, Lecha Hashem HaGdula. In other words, there was an evolution in Torahs HaKabalach. There's MeKabalem HaKadmoinem, as he calls it, the earlier Kabbalists, and then there is the later Kabbalist. When he says the later Kabbalist as he puts it, it's from the era of the Arizal. The Arizo passed away, hey of, the fifth day of of Shin Lamed Bez, 1572 1572 as we know in Svas, buried in the old cemetery in Svas that was a major era when Kabbalah was completely revolutionized. The Arizo had a Rebbe, his Rebbe was the Ramak Rebbe Moshe Cordovero who wrote a sefer called Pardas Remoynim, the Orchard of Pomegranates. He passed away two years before the Arizal in 1570. See, I think it's Thomas. also buried right there in Svas. You know, you have those blue tombstones in the old cemetery near the Arizal's mikveh. This is the Ramak. He wrote the Pardas. Chaim is from the Arizal. And there we see this shift. We're in earlier Kabbalistic texts. You have a lot of earlier Kabbalistic texts. There you'll have Gedula, and the Arizal changes it to Chesed. What's the difference? Why by them it's Gdula Gvurah Teferis, and in the Pesach it's that way, L'cha <laughs> Hashem Gdula is called Chesed, Chesed is called Gdula, and then from the Yitzchayim and on, it's usually quoted as Chesed Gvurah Teferis for her inyin The Inyan is as follows. Ki is Chesed. Because really when you're dealing with the Infinite One, you can't say he should give chesed, kindness. Why? Rak machmas, ein cheker. It's because of his gdula. Because, as we say in Ashray, ein his gdula has no inquiry, there's no way to inquire, to research it. Why? Because there's no way the human mind can investigate it. as we say, the pasuk says, in Tehillu. Erech apayim, u'gdal chesed. Erech apayim chesed. So the word is what right, We say this in, in the ashray. Chanu v'Rachum Hashem. Erech ugdal chesed. So we see here the two words together, gudal chesed. His chesed is coming from gedula, ugdal chesed. The chesed comes from gedula. What's the Indian here? Kihi nei ba'ur pnei melechayim. Another pasuk says ba'ur mishlei ba'ur pnei melechayim. In the light of the king's face, you have life. In the king's presence, there's life. The is baruch niker erech because he's called erech which literally means his anger is long. It's it's long. It's delayed. Alkei nimshachlias gadal chasod. So therefore, from erech you have ugdal chasod, as we'll explain. Kume shakasav b'makamacher. The lachen who The tachlis lechaz dehatoif. And therefore, it's a chesed that has absolutely no limitations, no boundaries. There's no end to this chesed. V'zehu midaz virav chesed. That's known, as we say, Hashem, Hashem kerachem v'chanon, erech hapayim, virav chesed. Here again, the focus is, it's not regular chesed. It's rav. it's gigantic, it's great, it's gedula, it's gadal chesed. Ein bezoyar ba'aderes in nosay. This type of chesed coming from Gdula, you can attribute to the infinite one. His Gdula has absolutely no way to inquire, no inquiry, no investigation. (laughs) Because he alone is before everything. He's the Kadman the primordial reality before any other reality, even before the highest realities. As we say in the Shira Sayam, Ki Go'oi go'a. What does Ki Go'oi go'a mean? So he's touching that he's Ga'a. he's above, even that which is above. Go'ah from the word Geus, exalted, aloof, sublime. Go'oi Go'ah. That's why the passage says, Hashem The word gedula in, tr- in lieu of chesed, this lacho we attribute to you lachagdul. Mashenke be nevroyim loy shayech When it comes to creations, this type of chesed that comes from gedula, from infinity, is not possible. May acher shein be chashivi, because their reality does not have a chashivas does not have significance in light of infinity. The chol hayishdalshul is the entire cosmic evolution who kitipe legaba like a drop. Of the Atlantic Ocean. Mammish like a drop. And don't think my metaphor is accurate. It's far less it's far, it's infinitely remote from the drop of the Atlantic Ocean. Because the tip in the Cuyamas, even though one cup of water, one droplet of water relative to the ocean is quite insignificant, but nonetheless, ultimately, ultimately, the ocean is made up of drops. Yes, not ten drops. And not even a million drops. It's gonna, it's gonna be quite a stretch to get to all the drops. But the point is, ultimately, one drop of water captures something essential of the ocean. Yeah, you can take a cup of water. There's something you know about it. There's not a lot you know about the ocean. It's certainly not like being in the ocean, but Epis, Epis. It's Be'en but it's not really Be'en <coughs> The mother has an expression under B'yoshua and Masech T'Horius. I know how to... kama tipis yesh I could estimate how many tipis there are in the yam. Interesting. kama tipis... <laughs> you could talk about it. Kama tipis yesh Not an easy chesh, but... Not, but that's what the Gemara says in Haredi. the feud, I think. So, here he says, I'm just giving a marshal, but it's really the So therefore, whenever you're dealing with kedusha, Kupchin is bittel. The emblem of kedusha is bittel. The absence of arrogance. The openness to a higher reality. The ayin. A sense of a person opening themselves up to a larger identity, the keloi chashivi. The person understands that the ego does not have chashivus. A person's identity, its true reality is that you're aligned with the infinite. Napa And therefore the chesed is opposite from the gedula of the ein seif, which represents absolute expression of infinity. nikra eretz Yisrael b'shem eretz knan, the name for Eretz Yisrael, the original name is Canaan. The word Canaan, he touches here, comes from the word Kiniya. Ein oimdin toich writes lashon hachno'a. Hachno'a means um… submission, dedication, subservience. The opposite of arrogance. The opposite of Yeshus. midas chesed This is the attribute of Avram's chesed shenimshach upchinas on noichi off of Efer. Avram said, I am dust and ashes. I became smaller from all the chesed, as explained in Tanya, so therefore, we have here two elements, two ways in which we talk about chesed. We could talk about chesed in terms of Gdullah, and we could talk about chesed in terms of chesed. What is the difference between the two? This is the difference of, he says, how the Meqabalim spoke about Chesed before the Arizal, and how the Meqabalim spoke about Chesed after the Arizal. What's the Havana here? What's the Nakuda he's making? It's a little bit kitzer. Maybe not a little bit quite bitzer. There are two forms of chesed. So the Kabbalim before the Arizal focused on one, Gdullah. And then he focused on chesed. What's the two forms of chesed? Now you have to understand why he changed the dafka. Okay, we'll soon see. He goes on. But let's bring out the first point he's making here. One is a chesed that's born of a sense of greatness. Vligdullah soy chek. Erech u'gdal chesed. Excuse me, Hashem, Hashem, Chapayim, Chesed. All a Chesed that comes from Rav, from absolute greatness, from absolute infinity. That's when you talk about the Ein Seif. When you talk about the person, if a person gets up, looks in the mirror, and says, I'm infinite, in other words, I'm the only one that exists, that is not the greatest recipe for Chesed. In fact, we have a name in English for it. It's called narcissism. Narcissism means that in your mind you're the only one that exists, and there are people like that. It's a, you know today, I mean, it's been diagnosed. Also, today there's a lot of discussion about it. It's a very profound reality. Sometimes the narcissist doesn't even realize he's a narcissist. He's a compulsive narcissist. And sometimes the people around him it takes years to realize because sometimes he has a lot of charisma. He's not even aware of how deep it is. But as somebody once said, how do you drown a narcissist? You put mirrors on the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, As somebody else once said about a particular individual, he said, watch, somebody once told me about a person, he says, watch out from him. He's a self made man and he worships his creator. So uh, there was a fellow who once told his wife that he never made a mistake in his life. The guy tells his wife, I never ever made a mistake. So she says, Never, never he says, Oh once, yeah, nineteen sixty two she says, What happened? He said, I thought I made a mistake. That was his mistake. So you have sometimes if a person is going to cultivate that concept of gedullah, Ligdullah si afsi oid, I'm infinite, I'm the ein I'm the only existence. Then automatically, it's impossible for them to have real chesed. It's just going to be manipulative chesed. I need chesed to get validation. I need chesed to get to step two. It's just a stepping stone. I'm just using you. And that's the question in life. We're talking already humor. There was once a woman who said that she stopped dating. Why? She <coughs> said because her last date, she goes out with a guy, and for three hours, he's talking about himself, which, as you know, is not so uncommon, right? All he's doing is talking about himself, he does this, he's this, he's that, he's that. Finally, after three hours, he looks at her and he says, you know, it's enough of me talking about myself. Let me hear, what do you have to say about me? Right. So you have sometimes a person, even their perception of chesed is also narcissistic. It's all, and to use the yeshiva shalash, it's all a din in them. The chesed is also a din in you. Even it's a chesed, I need to be a Muslim. I, I, can I add chesed to my resume? <laughs> can you put in my resume, can you put on my matseva that I'm a bal chesed? Nothing to do with other people. Yeah, And even that skufa is a din. You know, even if you talk about other people, it's also a din. It's it, it, it's a gedda. Okay, now you're going to do chesed. I was at a Shabbos a few weeks ago. So there was an altar of there. A 36-year-old fellow who was a friend of mine. And for many years he wasn't interested in getting married. But you know how it is with from Jews. Everybody has a shidduch for everybody. So this was in a hotel for a Shabbos. So um, I was walking with him, and every woman says, Oh, I have a shidduch for you. Well, my brother, my nephew, my uncle, my niece, my... Not a... I'm saying my brother. He was a guy. Uh, uh, my niece, my this, my... Everyone... And uh, you know he was polite, so. But I I, I felt bad. It was, we're walking, we're talking. was it's not that ached, what you. Know. So I stopped one of uh, one of the people who offered a shidduch, and I said, well, you know, I don't think it's so respectful. Do you want to know if he wants to talk about this now? Is he interested? So in front of somebody else, what, what, are you, what are you bothering him for? Maybe there's a system, why don't you ask him privately, maybe send an email, What, going off for him? Shiduch. So the person without blinking an eye says, what do you mean? I'm doing chesed. <laughs> I'm doing chesed. Shite. What's the definition of chesed? I decide I'm doing chesed and that's it. You don't like it? Tough luck on you. Last night I went for a nichem avellam somewhere. A yid comes in, and he has a story to tell the Ovel. A long story. He starts telling the story. The Ovel tells him, I know the Maisam. What do you do? Be quiet. He knows the story. So he turns to me. He says, I'll tell you the story. (laughs) (laughs) So now I had to hear for ten minutes the story. He came in with a story. He had to give it. He has a Shia to give. He has to express himself. The guy is not ready to hear, turn t- Okay, we'll find another carbon to say it to. Okay. So that's maybe in a dramatic way. Now, I'm sure he meant well. I'm not judging him. Sometimes I get it. You have a cough, you got to let it out. But it's important for a person to understand, Chesed is not about, part of my resume is, I'm also kind. Part of my perfection is, Part of my narcissism is that people don't call me a narcissist. Now you have this level, 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 that's why that changed it. He says, don't... The sense of gedula by Hashem, it's the other way around. God is the only reality. Hashem is reality. He is the infinite reality. So therefore, that is reality. There is no other reality. So therefore... The chesed of Hashem comes mit ha Everything is infinite, and kindness is also infinite. The kindness is also infinite. It's a choice, and it's a choice that is infinite, because everything in Ain safe is infinite. So all the middes are ain't safe. If a person applies that to himself and says, oh, I'm infinite, and <laughs> therefore my chesed is infinite, oh, that's the first problem. The moment you're infinite... The moment you fill up every space, there's no space for anybody else, you can't have chesed. The first thing you need is, you need to have a sense of symptom, A sense there's a place where I am not. There's something I have to learn from somebody else. There's space I have to create for somebody else. I'm not ain't safe. I'm not infinite. Yaakov says, Katoynti <laughs> chesed. Avraham Avinu says, Annoichi <laughs> afaveif. He says, That's the klal in all kadusha. All Kedusha is miused on the at lack of arrogance. The definition of Kedusha is that there's Bittl. What is Bittl? Bittl, as we spoke many times, doesn't mean you're a worthless shmata. Bittl means don't limit your existence to your egotistical perception of your existence, which actually makes you much smaller. And part of your true reality, you can only learn from other people. You can only experience it in a relationship, in camaraderie. There was a yidu once came to the tzemach Tzedek and he said that uh, everybody in shul steps on me. That was his expression. Everyone in shul steps on me. So the tzemach Tzedek said, "Du is is avdir. You spread yourself everywhere. So wherever anybody steps, it's automatically on you." That was the end of the conversation. What did he mean everybody steps in? You know how sometimes you come into a room, you see two people talking to each other, you're convinced. Of course they're talking about you. Who else are they talking about? Is there somebody else to talk about in the world? Of course they're talking about me. Yeah, Right? Maybe they're also talking about something else. No. A person who doesn't exist anywhere has to exist everywhere. If you don't have one place that is yours, then you need every place to be yours, because you're desperately looking for a place. And when you have to be everywhere, then wherever anybody steps, it's on you, because you're everywhere. So somebody cannot take a step without stepping on you. So from this hergish of ain Seif, which is delusional, the pers- sometimes people in their consciousness don't have boundaries. They really feel they are everywhere. They belong everywhere. They live in other people's minds. They replace other people's realities. In fact, they believe that their existence <coughs> is really the truth of another person's existence. Now, you may not know it yet. You have to find out the truth that you're really me. Okay, you'll find out one day that you're really me. But this is a very deep uh, emotion that some people have. They're actually living vicariously through other people, in other people, other people's experiences as themselves are really not seen as serious. Their main experience is my relationship to it. And this is a, if you don't have it, you don't have it. But if you have it, this is very serious. It's very profound because it colors everything, it affects everything. There can't be any real empathy. And the reason there can be be any real empathy is the person really does not acknowledge their borders. Now, deep down, the reason they don't acknowledge their borders is not because they have too much confidence, because they have no confidence. Ultimately, real, real narcissism comes because you never had a place to call your own, and therefore you cannot trust that, and give life room to have an experience outside of you. Because you're afraid that if there's an experience outside of you, you may die in the process. You understand what I'm talking about? Because there was, you never had a place to call your own, you never had an identity to call your own, and therefore, because you never had an identity to call your own, therefore you have to be in everybody else's identity. You never gave credence to your own. So the narcissist is desperately trying to survive. So in paradoxical ways... The infinity comes because of a sense of worthlessness. I have no place to call my own, and therefore I have to be everywhere. By a human being, real chesed is not that you're infinite. On the contrary. There's always the side of bitl. There's always the side of ayin. What's the side of bitl and ayin? A person is part of something far greater. And they cannot allow their small ego to replace them, to replace life. And that's where chesed comes from. And that's why the Arizal, he says, change the nusach. Hashem By you, it's defined as Gdula. What's Gdula? Gdula means greatness. By a person, we don't call chesed Gdula. Different type of gdullah. We don't call that chesed Gdullah because Gdullah here is Lidlasa in which is Ain Saif, it's a different Indian. It's the Phin of Katointing Kala Khassad. Me. beyond selfish. Okay, 35 on the top. Daf Yud Aleph. So we explored the difference. You said question, yes. Gedula yes. okay? versus chesed, yeah. Pre-arizal, post-arizal, yeah. It says, not rizal, rizal, it says not yeah. it's not coming from arrogance. So mean, In other words, by a person, there's two types of chesed, as we said. One is, it's not two types. By a person, gedula could become the antithesis of chesed. Gedula means that you're infinite, as I said yesterday. The person believes there's nothing outside of him or nothing outside of her. What we would call absolute narcissism. I am the only one that exists. And when you suffer from that experience, it's, it's a serious condition. You really cannot empathize. You cannot really see things from another person's perspective. A person emailed me yesterday. They were hearing online. They said they'd like to the class, but I did not explain enough how dangerous narcissism is. I don't know if this person has some experience or whatever, but he says, I did not explain enough how dangerous it is. So I'm being i and telling you that it's... If you don't know what it is, you don't know what it is. But if, if, if you have dealt with one or you suffer from it yourself, it's very... it's, it's, it's powerful because it's lethal and it could be very subtle. It doesn't look that way. People could be very, very charming there. And, and sometimes from very young age, like that it says, mamasha, survival skill, pashta, survival skill. They have to be the only one existing in order to exist. No, then it's not gonna. Then Chesed is not really gonna work. It's all manipulative. It's all manipulative. It's, it's subconscious manipulation constantly, constantly. But you somehow are always at the center of things. And if something doesn't work out, you know, sometimes if pe- some people in homes, husbands, wife, whatever situation, something doesn't work out their way, you can have a husband, a wife. You see it. Sometimes they just go crazy. Sometimes maybe not externally. Maybe they're smart enough or disciplined enough not to scream, but internally they almost can't handle it. If, if somebody disagrees with them, if something doesn't go their way, if something doesn't work out exactly the way they wanted it, it's like mamash. They, they, it's like a suicide. It's like they were murdered. They, they almost intellectually can't wrap their brains around it. Like, how can that even be? How is that even possible? So, when a person has that sense of ein saif, it becomes very dangerous. Becomes the antithesis of chesed. So that's why the Arizal he says did not use any more the word gadula. He used the word chesed instead of gedula. L'cha Hashem agdula. When it comes to Hashem, we do use the word gedula. Because God's infinity is not a result of arrogance. God's infinity is because that's what God is. God, God's reality is reality, so it's everywhere. Wherever there is reality, there is, wherever there is something, it's reality. right? So it's, it's, not, it's not a form of delusional arrogance. For a human being to be successful, it's by realizing that you're part of the whole, you're not the whole. The moment a person thinks he is the whole... He can't be a person anymore. He's just a crazy, he becomes crazy, becomes obsessively Meshugan. Because you're not the whole. Somebody comes before you, somebody comes after you. You're part of the whole, you're an indispensable part of the whole. You're an important part of the whole. You're a crucial part of the whole, but you're not the whole. You're just not the whole. It's like wake up and smell the coffee. Somebody once told me, he was having he says, I own the whole world. It's just the world doesn't know it yet. You understand? But they'll find out. As my life progresses, they will find out. Napoleon. Napoleon had ambitions, mamash, to take over the world. The Balatanya wrote a letter about Napoleon. And his son wrote a letter he heard from his father that he despises him. He despises him in the deepest way because his muhus is yesh's. His muhus, his core, is infinite arrogance. Aniva It's the greatest antithesis to Kedusha. Ad that uh, the Balatanya lived in a city called Liadi. First in Liuzhna, and after his arrest he moved to Liadi, both in Be- Belarus. In Belarus. Little shtetlach, little shtetlach. And uh, Napoleon invaded. Napoleon's greatest mistake in his life was that he invaded... Russia right. in June, eighteen twelve. base Tamos, I believe, eighteen twelve. He crossed uh, he crossed Kovna, right, went to Vilna from France. He came from Lithuania into Russia. It was his greatest mistake because he lost probably five, six hundred thousand troops, and it was ultimately the beginning of his end. Uh, a few years, uh, a year or two after the Waterloo, it was just a disaster for Napoleon. And. Uh, Hitler made the same mistake. Russia is just a big fish. You, 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 don't, you don't start up with a big fish if you can't swallow it. You know what I mean? Because it's going to fight back. Russia is not a little country. Russia is just, just endless, endless, endless. You can't win Russia because they just always retreat and it's infinite. They just retreat and retreat. So you can't win Russia. It's... it's. Uh, ask Putin. Russia is unique. It's an interesting phenomenon, Russia. right? You think Russia is New Jersey. People think Russia is New Jersey. fresh taste. So, uh, you know, Israel, Agabirosh, is like a match in a football field, uh, even smaller. So, uh, the, 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 the Liadi was pretty close to the border. It's pretty close to the border. So, in a few months, he, he arrived in Tamuz in Elul already, he was getting close to Belarus. So, the Valatanya escaped Liadi. Uh, I think Erev, Shabbos, Mavarchim, Elul, Tophkof, Ayinbez, 1812, he escaped. And he escaped far, and he traveled, with, he traveled right ahead of Napoleon's armies. And his son wrote a diary. A year later he wrote a diary. So the diary really describes his father's escape route, but really it's a study of how the war advanced. And I once compared, somebody wrote a book comparing the historical records of the war with the Mittler diary of how his father escaped. It's fascinating because they it parallels each other. Uh, some of the greatest conflicts, and the Balatany was like a few hours away, and, and some ice that happened in Shoshone. I just want to bring out one Varte. Lopoli escaped, he had to escape deep in Russia, and the winter was such a heavy winter, it's snowing the winter of 18, uh, 18, the end of 1812 was a bitter, bitter winter, which caused Napoleon's the defeat, they couldn't survive the winter. And the Balotanya also, he passed away then, that winter, in, in, in Ukraine, he already, he left the Ukraine, and had, near Hadid, he was buried in Hadid, in the Ukraine. But it was a terrible winter. He got sick and he passed away. So uh, when he was running from Napoleon, somebody asked him and said, he felt very much that he wanted the czar to win, not Napoleon. And as I said, he really despised Napoleon. So somebody asked him and said, I'll say it in Yiddish, and he said, somebody said that uh, Fanya, Fanya meant a Russian peasant. So somebody said to the Balotanya, what are you so infatuated with, with, with the czar and with Russia that they should... Be victorious over France because a lot of the Gedolei Yisrael wanted Napoleon to win because he promised emancipation, freedom, liberty. It was a big machleikus. A lot of Gedolei many wanted he should win. Malatanya held that it's going to destroy us. It's going to destroy the Judaism. Assimilation will be the worst. There was a very interesting machleikus they had. I'll call upon him, so that somebody said to him, "He said, 'Fanya Ganev, Fanya Noyev, which means the Russians are ganovim." The Russians, the Tsar, and his whole government are adulterers. What are you so... Uh, Napoleon is the Grosha and they're the anti-Semitism. And he knew what Russians were. He suffered terribly. He was almost sentenced to death from them. He knew what they were. It so, the uh, said as Fon ye ganiv, Fon ye a Napoleon is Astira Tzah Which means he felt that Russian, Russia, there was a lot to be desired. But Napoleon had a sense of uninhibited arrogance. And he said, I cannot, when I am under the same jurisdiction as Napoleon, Shtertes Mein Kishma. He says, when I say Shema Yisrael Hashem, I can't experience it fully. Because he felt that Napoleon represented something, that was antithesis to God's oneness. Where in Russia, yes, there were a lot of a lot of promiscuity, a lot of immorality, but they had a certain religion in Russia. They were the Greek, the Greek Orthodox. They were very committed to religion, with all of the you know all the poison and all the anti-Semitism and all the issues. But he felt there was something here. This is what we're talking about. When a person believes that he's ain't safe, when a person believes he's infinite. Now, most people are not so delusional to think that their mamish ain't safe, but psychologically, we're talking here about the psychological experience, when you cannot recognize your boundaries. In marriages, this is a very serious issue. When people do not recognize their boundaries and don't respect the fact that I end right here, and you begin right here. And this place is not my space. Just like this space is not your space, your space is not my space. And it's true, this is a very very issue with children also, right? One of the big issues when we talk today about abuse and all that is violation of boundaries. That children have to know they have boundaries, and those boundaries need to be respected by other people. Just like we expect from them to respect the boundaries of other people. If I'm eating soup, and suddenly you take your spoon and you put it into my soup, and you take, it's a violation of boundaries, this is my soup. You just don't put your spoon into somebody else's soup and take it. Maybe if I'm eating potato chips and you take out potato chips, okay, that's minaga oil, because you want to save me from the potato chips. But uh, somebody's eating a soup, that's the main reason. You also want to eat the potato chips. When it comes to a soup, however, you don't put your spoon. In. I'm not talking if the person says, taste my soup. But regular, why it's a violation of mine. Now imagine when a va- when physical boundaries are violated, not just food, when bodily boundaries, and then the psychological violation of boundaries. It's playing with somebody else's tchum, somebody else's tchum. I told you, I think I know, last summer my my son came home from camp early, so we learned Pashnayas every morning. So I chose masechta eiruvin. I, li- I like masechta eiruvin. So we learned masechta eiruvin with him. So. uh so somebody comes in, Rosh you Hashanah know, comes in and says, You're learning with a little boy, Eidovin? So I tell him in Yiddish, I say, I think it's important, because Eidovin is all about boundaries. Everything in Halacha acknowledges boundaries. When it comes to Shabbos, it says, My boundary, this is our yachid, this is our this is my house, your house, this is our courtyard, right? To turn a courtyard. The whole Eidovin is based on one thing there's boundaries in life. Anyway, I hear my, my that night, my my, grandma, my mother-in-law is talking to my son, saying, what are you doing? So he's saying, I'm learning with Tati in the morning, Masechta Erevin. So she says, what's that? Why you My Tati feels that it's important to know about boundaries. So we're learning a Masechta that deals with boundaries. He thinks that the kids have to know about boundaries. So we're learning Erevin to teach us about boundaries. It was, very, uh, it was an endearing moment. <laughs> this... Uh, what are psychological boundaries? You have to learn Masechta Erevin for that. <laughs> All Erevin is really psychological. I know people think it's very, very technical. It is, but it's really, it's really a reflection of, of the, the concept of Rishuyas. There's a Rishus, and there's different Rishuyas. Psychologically, boundaries really means to acknowledge the fact that the issue that you have a different identity than me doesn't mean that my identity is bad. Just because you're different than me, you have different needs, different priorities, different desires, different wants, different expectations, different things that get you upset. It doesn't delegitimize and decimate my identity. And therefore, my response to your distinctions doesn't have to be aggression. I don't have to delegitimize and criticize your priorities because they're so different than mine. Unless I feel that they're endangering my priorities. Why would I feel that? Because I feel that I have to be ain't safe. At least in my house. <laughs> at least in my house. You get it? And this is very deep. Sometimes people it's very subtle in people. So, okay, so you're different than me. You're very different. Okay, so. It doesn't destroy my eye the fact that you have a you. And, and then when I realized that, I could celebrate you, and I could even be of assistance. I can help you achieve what you need to achieve. And not only does it not compromise my eye, on the contrary, it enhances it. It, it broadens my horizons, it, 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 it's part of a relationship, and so forth. But when a person has this feeling of ain't safe, it's, it's, they call it a Napoleon complex, right? I think that's what it's called. Small huh? small person. Okay, defies the fact that, uh, okay, that's what the psychologists like saying, but uh, probably it was more than that. They say that Napoleon slept very little. So they asked him why. So he says, I don't like to be in a position where I'm not uh, in control. In control eh? When you're sleeping, you're very vulnerable. He says, I'm sleeping with a Napoleon. So, uh, so that's, that's the distinction. So it's a, it's, it's a different experience. It's a different reality. Okay, now, the question, of course, now is, this is going to be a varnish and Kabbalah. The language will be a little abstract, but the concept will be clear. Lecha Ered, Arizal was not only talking about people, he was also talking about Hashem. So why did he change from Gdula to Chesed? So on the first line you see Yud Chesed. He says, Eitz Chayim is the basic work of the Arizal. It's called the Tree of Life. It was transcribed by his student Reb Chaim Vital. Chaim Vital was the primary student of the Arizal, Rabbi Yitzchak Luria. Arizal is Adoineinu Rabbeinu Yitzchak Zacheronu Right? Arizal is just good to know. It's a name you hear a lot. Arizal is Adoineinu, our master, our teacher. Rabbeinu Yitzchak, Ri, Zichroinu Levrocha. That's why he's called Arizal. Ari, Zal. Ari well, also means a lion, but it's the Rosh Tevis of his name. Rabbeinu Yitzchak, Zichroinu Levrocha. His student was Rabbi Chaim Vital. His, actually, his last name was Ashkenazi. Rabenu Yitzchak, Luria, Ashkenazi was his last name. Came from Egypt, and then he settled in Tzvas. And he, his main student was Rabbi Vital, who wrote down most of his works, because Arizal wrote very little. And the main work is called Eitzchayim. That's why he's distinguishing here the Eitzchayim. Why does the Eitzchayim change, as he said? The early makabalim when they want to talk about Chesed, they talk about Gdula. They call it Gagas. The Arizal calls it Chagas. Not Gdula Gvuriteferis, but Chesed Gvuriteferis. Why does this change? So now he's going to give a Kabbalistic explanation, but uh, the words here are very abstract. I'm just telling you, it's... It's a mystical code language of Kabbalah. Ha'inu. <laughs> Ki be'etzchayim edaber b'chesed ze'er anpin da'atzilis. E'etzchayim is talking about the chesed of the world of Atzilis. Ze'er anpin means the small face. Ze'er anpin, which basically represents the six midas of the world of Atzilis. Chesed g'vore teferes netzachaydi yisait. Asher ha'kelem im b'chines gvul v'tachlis. And the vessels there in Atzilis are known as being relatively finite. In Kabbalistic works, it gives a number two hundred and thirty six thousands myriads of parsoys of uh, parses. Four mil are basically of huge, huge distances spiritually speaking. And that's why it's called a small face. Versus erech which means a long face. In Kabbalah, there are two famous terms. Arech Ampin, Za'er Ampin. Anybody who reads any of the literature knows. Aleph, Aleph, Za'alph. Aleph, Aleph is Erech Ampin, or a long face. Erech is from the word Oruch. Ampin means face. We have it in the Yudh Gimel, M'dis HaRachim, Hashem, Hashem, Ke'erachim, V'chanun, Erech, Apayim. Literally, a long face. Rashi explains what's Erech, Apayim. Af means anger erachapai means you're slow to anger you're long to anger in kabbalah that's not what erachapai means actually it's, it's, it's what it means but it comes from a much deeper idea erachapai means a longer face which represents an infinite face versus the Arampin, which represents a small face in other words it's contracted it's compressed it's like when you see yourself in the mirror and the mirror shrinks the image so it's the same image you have a picture of somebody. The picture is not the size of the person, but it's the whole person in the picture or in the mirror. So the whole body is reflected in a smaller, you have a cup of water, and sometimes the whole moon or the sun is reflected in the cup of water. The sun is a little larger than the cup of water, let's put it that way. But nonetheless, the glass of water, the cup of water, captures, so to speak, a reflection of the entire body of the sun. So that's Zairan pin versus Erechapayim. The small face versus the long face. So it represents the, the divine, the way the divine compresses itself in vessels, in containers. That's called Ze'er For the Ze'er chesed, The Ariza started to speak not only about chesed above, of Erech there you would call it gedula, but Arizel started to speak about Chesed of the A-ramp, in other words, the way Hashem compresses His Chesed within containers. So there, he doesn't call it Gedula; he calls it Chesed, because over there the focus is on Pchinus Bittel, Chesed of Ma. There's a sense of there's a sense of dedication, a sense of uh, boundaries, a sense of nullification. Because the containers. Feel a sense of complete loyalty and dedication to the infinite One. Avobchines g'dal chesed. We say in in Ashrei, zechir avtuch says, channun verachum Hashem erech ugdal chesed. That's the chesed that comes from Erechapayim, <speaking in Hebrew> from gedula verav chesed zel bebchines erech ampen shalom myla Gedula comes from the Chesed that's beyond the worlds, even the world of Atzilis, which is basically the highest spiritual manifestation of divine energy. Over there, the Arizal calls it Chesed. The earlier Kabbalah are speaking about Erechapayim, Erechamp, and they call it Gedula. Kamar bezoyar Chesed the legav chesed Zoyar makes a distinction between inner Chesed and outer Chesed, or in this context, infinite. The chesed that comes from God's infinity and the chesed that comes from recognizing your boundaries. <laughs> we have in our world a reflection of chesed of Ari Usually, we're explaining here our chesed comes from recognizing our boundaries and from recognize, from from our humility and from our interdependence and from recognizing the value of the other. We also have a reflection in our world of the higher chesed, the infinite chesed, after the process of Shri Risha The Kalim broke in HaTayu in the world of chaos. Where we know in the world of Tayu, to- we learned this in, in other Maimar Sheisha Yamim, another previous before this world, there was a world known as Olam HaTayu, in which the energies transcended the vessels. The vessels were not limited enough, the vessels were not broad enough to contain the energy, and therefore they cracked under the weight of the infinite energy. It would be like somebody who's a genius, and they have brilliant, brilliant ideas, but they don't have retaining power. Or somebody has ambition, but they don't have the ability to relax. Or somebody has tremendous love, but they don't have restraint. So in all of these experiences, when somebody has so much intensity without kalem to contain it, ultimately, the Kali, their vessels, break from the weight of these Midas. And that was the concept of Olam HaToyu, which caused shviras hakelam, a breaking of the vessels, and all the divine energy in them fell and got scattered. So he says you have Chesed the From Arech Ampin, you have the Chesed of Yishmael, Asher Hu He was a Pazren. A Pazren means he was a great spender. Achin HaPizur, but the spending was Bechdei laharis as Asher, to show off his wealth, to make a reputation for himself. Sometimes you have people that are very kind, but their kindness essentially is they're looking for validation. They throw huge parties, they're very social, but it's not because of confidence and security. It comes because they need, they seek the validation of others. They need that their table should be adorned with guests. They need that people should feel that they are a good company. These are, this is a person you want to hang out with. Yishmael looked like Avram, but he was the opposite of Avram. He looked just like Avram. Because Avraham was so outgoing and Yeshmal was so outgoing. Avram was so extroverted and Yeshmal was so extroverted. Avram loved having guests and Yishmael loved having guests. But it came from different reasons. By Yishmal, it was Erech going sour. It was God's infinity when infinity breaks down, and you don't have any more the genuine energy of it. All you have is a sense of narcissism. So it's infinity gone sour. So it's basically you don't have a place, and therefore you have to be everywhere. You need to show off your spend. You need people to come and 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 celebrate you. You need it because you don't have a private space that you call yourself, and it's a rahmanas on such a person. You always have to dress up. You're always on stage. You you never have a. What's called a down moment. Anybody knows such an experience, huh? It exists. It still exists in the world. Yeah, even in Munsi, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yishma will only give from his leftovers. He'll never give from something substantial because he doesn't really care about you. He's not letting you into his life. It's just for show. So if he doesn't have extra, why would he share it with you? So it looks like it's, you know, very ostentatious, very out there, very extroverted. It's really coming. Pumper should show off his wealth, to make a name for himself, to make a reputation. It's not coming from a off of Avraham who has a genuine sense of appreciation, of respect. He doesn't take his ego seriously. He sees himself as part of the whole and therefore he values the other as much as he values himself sometimes more. So he says, How do people gain this uh, complex of, of infinity? Where do people get this? Because beyond Atzillus, the chesed is Taka infinite. And when you had a Shviras Hakelim, when there was a breaking of the vessel, so that energy falls and gets lost. It gets morphed into other forms, but it's really that energy of infinity. So this really means that uh, like everything, even narcissism has a shayush and kdusha. It's mushrush and erech hapayim. It's just, you miss the boat in the sense that you can't identify what its true spiritual source is. But if a person can associate it with its source, that becomes its tikkun. That becomes its tikkun. Because when you can associate it with God's infinity, then your infinity doesn't have to exclude the existence of others, because it's not coming from insecurity. So this really really postulates a profound idea that's recently coming out, and that is that narcissists are much more insecure than regular people. At the surface, it looks like the other way. They have to rule the world, but it's really the other way. I have to rule the world because I don't have a world. I have to be everywhere because I'm nowhere. I have to own you because I don't own myself. I have, to be every, I have to be in everybody's mind because I'm in nobody's mind. I'm not even in my own mind. So therefore, my emotions are so dependent on your emotions. So sometimes when a person cannot respect their own emotions, they need that other people, they need to live vicariously through other people. So it's not coming from real arrogance. It's coming on the contrary from terrible, terrible uh, uh, sense of mediocrity. To, to a point of, of oblivion. But if you can align that with God's infinity, then everything changes around. So here he gives a few footnotes. A human being ought to connect to the Midas of Olam Hatikun. Olam Hatikun is already the world after Tayyu where the Kalim contain the light. There you have Chesed of Ma. Ma represents Bitun, as a Chesed that comes from humility, from a lack of ego. What are the practical ramifications? Sometimes you do a favor to somebody and it comes back to haunt you. There's a Reyesah. Not every, not every Gmilas chesed, they make you a guest of honor. Sometimes you help somebody. Like somebody once told me, I don't know what favor I did to this guy that he hates me so much. Okay. <laughs> that he hates me. What did I, I never did anything for him. I don't know why I deserve to be hated. Sometimes a gemil chesed. I'm not giving you extras. Sometimes I don't maybe have a lot. It's, it's a difficult. He won't, he won't stop. Because the chesed is not coming from a place of insecurity and arrogance. And therefore the moment I feel like I'm not getting what I need from you, it's all over and I'll only give you my extras. It's coming because, because he doesn't have to put himself at the center of the world. He could really consider somebody else as significant in a genuine way. And therefore he has the ability to actually transcend himself and give. And that's and he's completely fine with that. He remains completely wholesome with that feeling. Now here is the paradox. When a person experiences chesed from this place of bitum, from this place of humility, he now becomes a receptacle to experience the gedula, to experience Hashem's midas mamish, Hashem's gedula, which means Hashem's infinity. Because we go back to our good old seal. When the person experiences the recessed cell, the, not cell seal, the right, the seal in which, that's indented. So the way, way it comes out on the other side is it comes out protruded. So when the sarusa, the lasata, when a person's avoidance is in a state of humility and bittul, he becomes a reciprocal. A re- he becomes a receptacle for the chayesem boiler that Hashem's inspiration from above protrudes. In other words, Hashem's gedula, Hashem's infinite expression, mashenken besitra achira. Where in the other side, not holiness, shuphinus yesh. Over there, there's always arrogance. Nimshech mishom Rakai shvira he can only get the infinite energy through a breaking of the vessels. Do you see what he is in one line. The end of Mesechta Makis. Rabbi Akiva and his colleagues are traveling and they hear shal Rome is at its peak. Rabbi Akiva is living in the first, the second century after the Common Era few years after khurban bayesheni or middle of khurban or a few decades after and they're going and they hear what's happening in Rome. Rome is at the height of its power, at the height of its success and all the Chachamim are crying and Rabbi Akiva is laughing. They say, what are you crying for? Well, they ask, what are you laughing? He says, what are you crying? And they say, how could we not cry? The of Mikdash is, is, is decimated. Beis HaLikenu, Sarav Ba'esh and look at these guys Look at the height of Roman culture and success. Rabbi Akiva says, that's why I'm laughing. If this is what they're getting, imagine the those who do Hashem's will, what they're getting. So, Balabatish, what he means is, in the future, we'll get our reward. Don't worry about it. And look what it's going to look like. From Rome, you can see what it's going to look like. That's pshat. Baltanya goes a step deeper. He's talking about now. He says, if Re'oi get this, their whole access to divinity is through Shvira Sakelem, through the breaking of the vessels. La Lachas Kama You could get infinity from its source. Everyone is looking for infinity. Everybody is looking for the wholesome divine reality. But when a person gets it through yeshus they can only get it through Shvira Sakelem. In other words, they can get the energy that's fragmented, that's broken, not the real authentic relationship. La they get directly because from chosem you reach the chosem That's what he says. In tikkun you can have the insight from the complete perfection. This may also be the Pshaat of it's a land of mountains and valleys. Avram is a mountain. His chesed, har echesed, then nimshach bepchinus anoychi offer ve'efir shobchinus bikkub chinus bittel. Avram's har comes from the valley. His chesed, his growth, his expansiveness comes from the pchinus bittel. Masekin besitra acharek kanal. So in Eretz Yisrael, in kedusha, it's a Eretz Harim that comes from the kodesh. V'zeol lesheiris nachalaso lemisha meisim atzmai kishiray. That's what the Gemara means in Rosh Hashanadav Yudzayim. Mikael kamoychanoisei oven v'ovedal pasher l'sheiris nachalaseh the Gemara says somebody who makes himself kishirayim he becomes a keleifu yudgimum medes Rachamim. that's what the Pasek is talking about the yudgimum medes ki yudgimum medes Rachamim rachamim g'dolim They are called great compassion. kamoyshakasur v'berachamim g'dolim akapzeich shenemshachim m'bechines v'l'g'dolosei e'en Chaker. They come from his infinity shem m'bechines Erechapayim hapayim where can you have the mikael Kamaika, Noise Oven? Vah al Pesha, which represent the Adgilum in the Sarachemim, for somebody who's recessed, for somebody who's in a state of bittal, for somebody who opens themselves up, for somebody who transcends ego and allows their true vulnerability to Emerge and recognizes their oneness with a higher power, with a higher source. <speaking in Hebrew> because only the chaysem shakeya <speaking in Hebrew> the recess seal, is the receptacle for the chaysem <speaking in Hebrew> boilet, for the protruding seal sholma milev from above. That's the meaning of the pasuk in Yeshaya. Hashem says, Ram venissa. God is above, God is exalted, God is high, God is holy, but where does he dwell? He dwells in the one who is crushed. He dwells in the one who is of a humble spirit. Whereas the Kotzke Rebbe once said, that there is nothing as straight, uh, there is nothing as, uh, straight. There's nothing as uh, crooked. Via Gleiche later, Nishtaz via I'm sorry. <laughs> There's nothing as crooked as a Gleich Vertel would be a, a Gleich vertel, no? Just. A, a, a jest on somebody else's chashbin. There's nothing as crooked. So was is Gleich via There's nothing as straight as a diagonal, as a crooked ladder because that's what a ladder is supposed to be. <laughs> There's nothing as black as white shrouds for a mace, for a corpse. And there's nothing as whole as a humble heart. Because in the humility of the heart, of the humble heart, where a person empties themselves out of all vanity, of all vanity, of all uh, egotism, of all narcissism, so they actually allow themselves to become really part of the infinite. They open themselves up to experience that which is truly infinite. The Chosim becomes the keli for the Chosim Shoikeya, where Sitra Achira never wants to leave go of that Yeshus, and therefore, at best, it can only channel the energy through the Shvirus and that's the of the divinity between Yishmal and the son of Ramavi. Wow good. Say good. Smells good. You hear what he says? He says he doesn't understand. But if you go to a Philharmonic orchestra, the music sounds good. If I state this, but the music sounds good. I go to Marshall. I go to Marshall for This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at net slash donate.